1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness.
3: And I'm Ben Holderness. And welcome, just super welcome so much. And thank you for selecting... (laughs) Among so many choices in this giant media world that we live in, the Holderness Family Podcast.
2: Gosh, you have a lot of energy right now.
3: No, I mean, here's what I want to do. I want to thank people differently. Maybe it's my ADHD every single time. Okay. And that was a new one.
2: That was a new one. There was, a, there was an increased volume. But we we yeah. are incredibly grateful you're here. Today's a special episode. We're calling it a plug if you will.
3: That's P-L-O-G. We're wondering if Kim may have invented something amazing that, I don't know, we can make, can we make a lot of money? No, we can't. It could be a new word though.
2: It could be a new word. Don't need to make money off this. But our definition of a plug. So you know how blog, you've been reading them from writers on the internet forever. And a blog is like a video log and that's like a video diary of your day. We did a plug, a podcast log of Penn's journey through eye surgery, yeah, yeah. But first, before we get to this amazing plug, yes. if you want to order anything from our shop from Christmas, uh, for, Christmas for Christmas, yeah, uh, you have to order by December fifteenth, and that's on the HoldernessFamily.com or shop holderness. Yeah, um, that's soon. And by the way, uh, we are both wearing our doing the best I can sweatshirts right now. We did not plan this, but the, it is the most comfortable sweatshirt we own. It's made from recycled materials. But also, yes. we have gift cards if you miss that deadline.
3: Yes. And we have also been getting videos. Uh, Kim sent a, a bit of a Instagram story out saying, will you send us some videos of you and your family playing family face off? And we got so many videos and you guys look like you're having so much fun. Thank you. Because we've always wanted to know, we made this game and we sent it out into the universe and we didn't know how it was being received. And now we have this visual proof that you can see on our TikTok reel as well of just people having a blast playing this game. And it, Warms our heart in a way I can't even describe.
2: I know, I get a little emotional. So you can search Amazon for Family Face Off game or go to familyfaceoff.com. But also, Penn showed his age because he said TikTok real. So it's an Instagram reel or no. it's a TikTok.
3: You know what? I meant both. And so I think what I did was save time. TikTok real.
2: <laughs> the TikTok
3: okay. reel on the Google internet.
2: Okay, back to the interwebs. Yep. Uh, earlier this week, back to our blog, Penn had surgery on his eyelids. He was having trouble seeing, especially at night. And after a trip to the doctor, it was recommended that he get his this surgery. And like we said, this is going to be a plug, and it's a little different than we normally do. We're going to be mixing in some clips before and after the surgery mm-hmm. and allow that to guide the
3: conversation. So let's start with three days before the actual surgery.
2: So it is Friday, December 2nd. Yes. We are... How many days? Three days before your surgery.
3: Before the big surgery, <laughs> I was going to use scalpel pause. before the big scalpel.
2: Yeah. Um. How are you feeling, babe?
3: I'm fine. You know me. I don't. I try not to think about big events in my life until right before they happen. Right. It's useful to me. Yeah. Um. It it lessens anxiety. It also allows me to be in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm so jealous.
3: Yeah. Uh, it is. I know it's not something that everyone can do. And I don't think I'm pushing it away. But this is one of those things that everyone tells me is not going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if I can be totally honest, I don't ever agree with them when they say that. Okay. It's my eyes. Yeah. It's, they're very close to my brain.
2: <laughs> and they are your eyes.
3: And they're my eyes. And they yeah. were my dad's eyes before that. And they're my daughter's eyes now. And they just genetically are droopy. Both of my parents had this surgery, yeah, in their later years because it literally it's like there's some really we were trying to explain what it's like and it's kind of like circumcising your eyelids. Yes, you're getting an eye
2: circumcision
3: that (laughs) most people don't need. And then so I guess I get a little uh, triggered when you tell me that you're telling your friends this and they're all jealous.
2: Okay, so we should back up. Yeah. If if you Google the name of the surgery, which is blepharoplasty, yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Uh, there are so many celebrities that get this, and they don't. They're they're not doing it because they have vision problems. They're doing it because you look amazing afterwards. It's like people who get Botox for headaches. They they get insurance to cover it, and wow, they have amazing foreheads now. So I initially when you told me that you were a candidate for this and and a doctor had recommended it, it was extreme jealousy because I know that I look at the before and afters online and it's celebrities that are in movies you see every day and you're like, wow, they're in their 50s, but they look so alert and awake. Well, because they've all had this it's you know I'll have this procedure I will stop saying that because I know you are not getting this for cosmetic reasons I'm not never
3: it's great to hear that I'll be able to see better and maybe that'll mean that my eyes are more exposed
2: yeah but you are you are you are the last person to seek out you I can't get you to put on moisturizer every year that's what shaving's for I try to get him to put on moisturizer because we live in like a, a cold, dry place in the winter. And he, he's like, I don't need it. I shave. So no, I, so are you, th- I'm not making my point very clear. Crit- That's clearly. okay. Are you, do you get triggered by it because you think I'm saying you're doing it for cosmetic reasons?
3: No, I just don't understand why anyone would be jealous of a surgery. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess I, I understand what you're saying about being cosmetic. That's not why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really don't have a choice at this point at night. Like the, the later it gets, the more that they just start drooping and I, I won't like, I'll, I'll miss signs and mm-hmm. I'll, I, I won't see things out of the side of my eye because of, of how much these eyelids are like falling on the side of my face. And I I mean, 30 minutes ago you were saying you were talking to someone who was like, how did he get this covered yeah. by insurance? Like in a jealous sort of way. yeah
2: Like they walked into the doctor's office and were trying to squint and the doctor was like, no, you don't pass. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Um, so just for me like i have i've spent a long time getting comfortable with my own skin and my body and who i am
0: mm-hmm.
3: you if you listen to this podcast you know that i don't i don't have the most perfect body image issue it's sort of healthy but it's not great i don't like to look at myself naked <laughs> i don't like I, I i look at myself probably more critically than a 48 year old healthy man should Uh, and so I'm just, I'm afraid that when this gets done, I'm going to look and I'm going to say, Oh, that that's not me. Who is that? Mm -hmm. That's all. I hope I don't look that different. That's my main thing. Like maybe they can just fix it without making me look different, but I don't think that's possible.
2: You didn't notice your, your dad looking different. Is that right? Yeah. You didn't notice.
3: Yeah, that's true. I guess I didn't, maybe I wasn't seeing him very often at that time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the surgery's coming up, by the way, I didn't mean to like get on you about
2: no, no, about no, saying
3: your- that or not saying that, because you're generally you're, you're generally very supportive, and as my uh, coworker, you've cleared the schedule for me to really make most of my content either this or just some sort of like creative writing where my you know musical senses will come alive, and I'll turn into Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder because I'll be mm-hmm. blind you for a week. Blind. I know that's how I'm imagining needing no. to close my eyes for a while, though, won't I? Uh,
2: I don't know. I will say, as your partner. I'm, it's, it's an interesting position to be in because you've, since we've been dating, you've taken me to colonoscopies every year. You've seen me give birth to two children. Uh, you recently kind of nursed me through hand surgery. Like there's been, I've been medically dependent on you many times. <laughs> and so I, other than your vasectomy, which really wasn't that drastic. Well,
3: we recovered by like four of us got it at the same time.
2: Yeah, they got it at the same time and took pain meds and drank beer. And so it was more of a celebration and a party. So this is the first time that I am having the opportunity to take care of you in that way. And it's a weird feeling because you're my baby. And I I, I love your face and I love your eyes. And I also, like, don't want you to – I don't want you to look – Different. Me neither. Like so, they
3: offered me, I, insurance was going to cover an eyebrow lift. That's where I get really
2: jealous. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that loud. But, but I, was, I didn't I, want it.
3: I don't want, I don't want. I don't want an eyebrow lift. I would look like a 30 year old. I'm not 30.
2: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't. You're not trying to not be your age. Whereas, maybe for my 50th birthday, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But maybe I'm not. I'm not taking it off the table. Like some, something.
3: I have no idea how much this thing costs.
2: Well, because, it's an insurance
3: thing. Yeah, because so. it's getting covered, but yeah, I, I, I imagine it's not free.
2: Okay. We are going to come back on Monday morning before the surgery as we're walking in, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe after the Good. surgery.
3: Yeah. I imagine I'll be able to continue to talk <laughs> through all of this. Okay. And I'll probably be up here for most of my recovery because it's quiet and there's computers and, <clears throat> you know, I might write some music during it. So you can just pop up and we can kind of talk through the surgery. Okay. Are you going to be in the room for it?
2: I don't think so. You were in
3: the room for my vasectomy. Let I the was. record show. I'm I, not sure why wanted you to wanted make to be sure they there. Were
2: getting it done. I wanted to. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. He saw two children exit my body. I was like, "Well, I want to see the rest." And I watched the vasectomy. Yeah, it was fascinating. It was easy peasy.
3: I couldn't look down at it. I chose not to. I was just laying on my back. It was just no, a bunch I of bunch of thumbs going to weird places for 15 <laughs> minutes, and then it was over. <laughs>
2: It's basically what it was. It, it
3: was very thummy. like very. very wasn't it? Like it, that's what it, it seemed. It was very. No,
2: it was like.
3: I guess because it's so blunt, you don't have any feeling. It felt like someone was just taking their thumbs and pressing firmly on every like part of my squeezing
2: your yeah your not great balls like a like it had zits or something.
3: Sort of. <laughs> it's confusing, and it really hurt afterwards.
2: <laughs> okay, so hopefully it just feels like thumbs on your eyes. Yeah. Okay.
3: The old thummy vasectomy. (laughs) A lot of thumbs up
2: in there. And and remarkably, I don't, I, who witnessed it, just saw the two thumbs. but And I don't think he was really heavy handed in his thumbing of the vasectomy
3: procedure. Well, much like the vasectomy, this eye surgery is around a sensitive part of the body. Let's put it that way. And so they probably, they have to numb you up in a lot of places and you don't, I'm not looking at what's going on. So I just feels like if someone was thumbing around.
2: Okay. Let's Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Let's just make sure you guys know the background of the surgery and what it's called. This is according to the Mayo Clinic. It's blepharoplasty. It's the type of surgery, and it removes the excess skin from the eyelids. Yeah, it therefore, does. the circumcision mm-hmm. um, with age, eyelids stretch and the muscles supporting them weaken. As a result, the excess skin and fat can gather below your eyelids. Ugh. Very, yeah, very good. I've not
3: read this before. This is gross. Yes, yeah.
2: according to plastic it is one of the most one of the most performed procedures. Uh, Which was not surprising after Penn heard from so many people the weekend before when he was at a party that had had it done.
3: Yes, that was very interesting. And this was maybe like the night before or two mm-hmm. nights before mm-hmm. and it was a Christmas party and I was just telling people, hey, I'm going to be out of commish here for a little while. And it was the first time I had actually talked about it. I don't know what we're going to get to that later about why I didn't really want to talk about it a lot. Mm. But everyone else who I was speaking to was incredibly open about it. They'd all used the same doctor. It was the doctor that I was using and they were super thrilled. Anyway, why don't we go to the night before yeah. and hear more about what kind of the feelings were before surgery.
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, it's Sunday evening, the evening
2: before the surgery. How are you feeling?
3: Hey, Kim. <laughs> I feel nervous.
2: You feel nervous. I, yeah.
3: Well, I, I so I don't have anything to distract me anymore. I had movies, and I had uh, I watched some football today, and then I had like a little bit of a thumper from the Christmas party last night. So a thumper
2: is yeah. code word for a hangover,
3: which I don't normally get. It's, it wasn't a big one, but yeah. But now I'm about to go to sleep, and when I wake up in the morning, we're going to drive around, and then it happens. And I just, I don't know, like, just knives and doctors. I know that, like, this guy's supposed to be a great doctor, but I always get nervous. I do. Okay.
2: That's fair. It's a fair emotion. I had
3: some people, like, at this Christmas party who told me that they had had, apparently more people than you realize have had this surgery. Yeah. But all of them got it because they wanted to look better, I I believe. Yeah. Um, Mine is because I can't see out the side of my eyes.
2: I know. I think it's, I think it's so. very important to you for people to know that you're not doing this cosmetically, but also I don't judge people who get this done.
3: Cosmetically. Not at all. Not at yeah. all. I, that's I'm glad you said that. Cause I, and I don't either. If you can show me someone who's a hundred percent comfortable in their own skin with how they look and what their life is like, that is a happy person. And I think that that is a rare person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, um, I think you look great. I do too. And thank you. I like, I hope I don't, I just hope I don't, Come out of it And I look like uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like there, there was a movie called For Your Consideration It was a Christopher Guest movie <laughs> Yeah And this girl got like Crazy Botox Right after she became famous And she Like she couldn't stop smiling <laughs> She was like She was really sad It was Margaret O'Hara And Catherine she, O'Hara Kat, Yep that's the one
2: <laughs> Margaret O'Hara I think wrote Gone with the Wind
3: No nope, that's Scarlett O'Hara
2: Oh yeah you're right But Margaret Just says oh It's just God, a I random
3: think... Irish person This is a bad interview <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we confused so, about nine people. Margaret
2: Mitchell <laughs> wrote Gone with the Wind. Scarlett,
3: Scarlett O'Hare.
2: O'Hare. Uh. Uh.
3: It's Scarlett- You said Scarlett O'Hara last time we no. were talking. Scarlett O'Hara. Her, is it Scarlett O'Hare or Scarlett O'Hara? O'Hara. And they lived on Terra. Tara. Ta-ra.
2: Uh, it it's been a minute. Anyway. We- <laughs> so, can I can I just back to the surgery talk
3: here real yeah. quick?
2: This is The second time we're hearing an audio recording, but probably the 100th time I've heard personally from you that you wanted to make sure people knew that this was medically necessary, not, it wasn't cosmetic, it was medically necessary. And, and you, but why do you think, because so many of our friends have had it cosmetically, you know, and so many celebrities have had it, why do you think it's important for you? Why do you think it bothers you so much that people would think that you were doing it? cosmetically
3: uh, first of all I don't think I said it a hundred times but I did say it a lot like it was I, I definitely was I, I started noticing once you pointed this out to me mm-hmm. that I I have been qualifying it a bunch mm-hmm. right and I'm, the fact is and I'm gonna do it again it was a it was covered by insurance it was a medical process but it is if you look at it it's plastic surgery right right it's medical plastic surgery so what do men think when they think plastic surgery? So, knowing that I was going to ask this question, I did some very thorough research. And by thorough, I mean, I Googled <laughs> why don't men do plastic surgery? And check this out. Like, I, I love the it. first article that came up was not. A medical journal. It was a plastic surgery center called North Shore Aesthetics.
2: Is that like in Hawaii?
3: If it is, I'd like to give them as much publicity as possible, and maybe they'll fly me up there for a commercial <laughs> or something, and I can be in Hawaii for a while.
2: It's probably the North Shore of um, Shelley Lake, which is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's Shelley Lake. Can't you can't even swim in? All
3: right, it's got an area code. We're gonna look it up, um, and we're gonna find out where they are. All right, so the area code is eight four seven. North Shore Aesthetics is in Illinois.
2: they're so not Hawaii. Anyway. Wait, so, is that really right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on.
3: Move on. Oh, so maybe the North Shore of Lake Michigan. Oh,
2: which is lovely, I'm
3: sure. Okay. okay. It's not Hawaii. Let's let's, <laughs>
2: well, let's say it's Great.
3: right. Can I just say whoever's in charge of the SEO for this uh, website, well, well done, because it's the first thing that popped up. And it's this two sentences that I read that I think are very accurate. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons many men avoid seeing a plastic surgeon is because of society's expectation that men should be content with themselves no matter what they look like. Mm. A man who isn't happy with his appearance can be perceived as insecure and sometimes weak. Mm. However, that uh, outdated perception is starting to fall by the wayside as some men are merely seeking to look natural. Here's the sales part. Are seeking, uh, looking to look natural younger and shift their looks to be more in line with their desired appearance. So, so let's go
2: back to that first part.
3: Yeah, yeah, because the second part, I don't know if I'm there yet. The first part is 100%, I think the reason why I've been doing this, and I'm also ready to say after reading that, Which I did before we started this. I need to make some admissions, okay. Especially after hearing what we just heard. Yes, I'm medically cleared for this, and I'm getting insured for it. But I also didn't like the way that my eyes looked. Okay, they were droop. Like it was like it was like foreskin hanging off the side of my eye was, and I'm probably the only one who notices it. And isn't that what happens with women too? Like with everybody,
2: Uh, all of us. Human nature. You're
3: your biggest critic. So I'll admit, like I didn't like the way. I looked, I was like, what's going on if you, and it, it was a lot of times because I'm on camera a lot and and a lot of times I'm just listening to you talk on camera or I'm looking off to the side. I'm not looking straight at the camera. And when I do that, it looks like someone punched me in the side of the face and there's like, like a hooded situation, like going straight down. Mm-hmm. And aside from the fact that it, it, it made me have to like lift my eyebrows up when I drive at night, I didn't like it. Yeah. And so I'm just going to say out loud, yes it's not elective but i'm getting plastic surgery and i really shouldn't be ashamed of that nor should any man but there is that stigma and i don't think i realized it until i read it
2: i will tell you you know we were we have tried our very very best to raise children that have positive body images and it was we had very clear conversations And I even talked with therapists and psychologists about this, about how we talk about food and our own bodies in this house. And I kept on saying, you know, I don't want my daughter to, you know, have the body image issues that I have. And I don't want her to have this distorted view of herself. I want her to like have a healthy relationship with food. And every single one of them quickly corrected. They're like, your son can have this too boys have a distorted body image too boys have every but they don't talk about it as much yeah, because it isn't as socially acceptable to for men to have this vanity maybe i think that's changing because i do think there are i I love that there are these like specialized male hair salons and they really take pride in like the hair i think that Men's fashion has come a long way. Yeah, I think that men should absolutely like be allowed to be concerned what they look like. Also, more power to you if you don't, if you sure. don't care. Yeah, but you're not immune to that.
3: You don't know something crazy. Hmm. So I, you heard me say I had this conversation with some people at you know at this party that we had, and it was mostly women who were telling me about it. And then I learned after that like a couple of my friends are now. Looking like female friends were looking at this doctor and like trying to do it. So that made me feel a little bit less alone when it came to this thing. And then yesterday, a person who I know who is roughly my age, actually a little bit older, who I respect more than anybody on the planet Mm -hmm. who is in more, I thought more comfortable with himself than anyone because he's damn near perfect. He,
2: (laughs) He idolizes this person. Yes.
3: He's like, I've known him since I was a kid. So I'm talking to him yesterday. I tell him what I'm doing and he asks me
2: well you you for sat the next to him yeah
3: i sat next to him at a game he asks me for the doctor's number and i'm like you know what first of all i think like i again i idolize him he's probably super comfortable but as he's telling me about it he goes oh yeah my wife really wants me to do this so even he i think was saying like i I'm putting this on my wife right and I Instead don't think him right yeah. I don't think he's said yet I want to get this because my eyes are droopy on the side of my face mm-hmm. so I think all like even the most confident and successful of us have trouble with this yeah and so I'm here to say I'm getting I'm, I'm getting this surgery and I got this surgery and I did it partially because I didn't love the way I looked
2: Well, thank you for admitting
3: that. It took, it was a journey. That was
2: a journey. In fact, we're going
3: to listen to more clips and I bet I'm going to qualify myself 16 more times. So I want to apologize ahead of time for that. Okay. Yeah.
2: Also, you do such a great job about not getting super anxious about something until right (laughs) before it happens. By the way, anxious, uh, your level of anxiety was so low compared to what I have a tendency my brain skips ahead. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we're planning a trip next summer. We'd love to take the kids to Europe, maybe see some of our amazing race locations. I'm already anxious about like getting that stuff planned. Yeah. I I skip ahead, which does nobody any good. So you started to get a little nervous. I was I would admit at this point I was starting to get a little nervous too because as you heard in that clip, I do love the way you look. I love your, you know, I loved your uncircumcised eyes and I didn't, I was nervous that you would, you would look different and I didn't want you to look different.
3: Yeah. And I mean, just to clarify, I could have medically qualified for as we heard an an eyebrow lift as well. Mm. And I did not want that. I wanted something as basic as possible to allow me to see better at night, to let more light into my eyes. But again, I don't mind saying to to make me look a little less crazy out of the side of my eyes.
2: Okay. Our next clip is on the way to the procedure.
3: Yeah. And this is, by the way, you were asking about how I don't really get nervous until right before. I think I have sort of like a 24-hour like moratorium like i don't think about anything until 24 hours before it happens mm-hmm. maybe that's from like my news days or something i don't know Just well, like i worked in news, news cycle.
2: Uh, as long as you did and that doesn't yeah right
3: but we are inside that 24-hour window right now you're about to hear me answering a question that kim asked and her question was how do you feel about this versus the time that you got your vasectomy? Because mm-hmm. that's the last time I remember a surgery. And I was telling her that I was more nervous about this than I was about my vasectomy. And she very wisely asked what and why.
2: Why do you think that is?
3: Uh, it's closer to my brain.
2: Yeah.
3: And I don't know. It's like, it, you know what? It's things that more people look at than, uh,
2: <laughs> than your vasectomy. Right.
3: Person. That one's really mainly, I mean, one, one person. <laughs> <laughs> has access to that and there's a the face is just I don't know I, I don't know. I really shouldn't be worried. Everyone. I talked to tells me it's not a big deal. This is probably irrational um, That is all
2: okay, that's the second time you've mentioned it's close to your brain. Were you worried about him going through your eye hole?
3: Well, I had not to your brain great question. You know how um, some people like to watch the procedure before it happens I am a strict no-go on that. Mm-hmm. When I get dry needled, I look away. When I get a shot, like a you know the booster shot or COVID shot, I look away. I don't like seeing things go into my body. I don't. I'm, I'm a don't ask, don't tell kind of guy when it comes to this surgery. And so I think once I was driving up there, it, it became real to me that I didn't have a lot of knowledge of it. And yeah there's a ton of blood up there, right? Isn't there like a rule that there's like more blood in your brain area than anywhere else? Uh, we are not doctors. That is not that pod.
2: We are not that podcast.
3: And there's like a hole in your, I mean, I know the skull protects you, but there's like holes in your skull and one of them is right by your eyes. Okay.
2: So, yeah. so that was on the way to the procedure just to set the scene for you. We're going to an ophthalmology office. So we walk in, it's a pretty big waiting room They call us back to a smaller waiting room. hmm which was packed every seat taken there's probably 10 seats there but we were walking past people getting eye exams yeah it's one of those things where they have like a they have like a part of the lobby where they will sell you eyeglasses literally it felt as if Penn was getting surgery in the back of a warby perker yeah i mean it, it was not warby perker by the way but the same vibe right in this office
3: it, it was and by and i didn't have to be there so there, there were two different options. That's correct, right? There was a general anesthesia option and a local anesthesia option. And the general, you go to a hospital and you get put under. Right. I did not get put under. Uh, I did the yeah. local anesthesia. A lot of people look at me funny when I did that, and maybe that would have helped my vibe. But when I talked to the doctor about it, I said, "Where are you more comfortable?" He said, "Honestly, it doesn't matter to me either way." He's like, "I really," he's like, "It's kind of nice to do it in my office because I don't have to go to the hospital. I don't like going to the hospital." And that's all I had to hear. So if you feel more, if you like doing it somewhere else that's where i want you doing it
2: yes and so that i think that is the part that everybody's eyes kind of widen when i say pen just got a numbing cream on his eyelids that they let set in and they gave him a valium mm-hmm. they gave him a valium so he sat there for about 20 30 minutes to let that kick in not even not even maybe 15 maybe 15 yeah and then they got to work and i took a picture of you because they put you in, it looked like the chair you're sitting at at the dentist, and yep. um, you were in there. And I was like, "Oh, there's my baby." But where my, the waiting room was, it was directly across the hall. You could
3: see in here. I all. could
2: see it, and they closed the door obviously for yeah. the procedure. But uh, I could hear you talking the whole time. I could hear the doctor talking the whole time. It took about an hour, and then they called me back in.
3: But while I was out, there was something apparently that I was very adamant about, right?
2: Right. And let me tell you this. Can I tell you, if you guys have seen the movie Old School, there was a scene uh, that Will Farrell's character was kind of going off the deep end. He was going through a rough time. So he showed up um, intoxicated to a child's birthday party and uh, he accidentally got hit with a trank dart that was meant for one of the, the petting zoo animals. And he was like, really kind of you're, like stuck. I
3: love you, man. I love you, man. But you're crazy. <laughs> you're and, cra- and then he takes, he takes his arm and he throws a little kid out of the way and he jumps in the pool. Yes. Yeah, and he it was like amazing. Kind of,
2: so he was just like, I love you, man. But just like this big, loud, drunk presence. That is my husband. Thank you. When the doctor called me back. Then. He um, had the doctor call me back. And he wanted to take pictures of the skin that had been detached from his eyelids. Um, He's very zoned out because they gave him a Valium.
3: But I did see the skin. (laughs) We don't need to talk about it. I don't... No. So, have you guys ever eaten ramen? It's crazy. Like, I, I, I... I, th- I think I irritated the rest of the people at the office because I was exposed. I-, I thought it was just going to be a little bit of skin. I yelled out, oh, my God, really, really loud I, know. It, was, I it, it.
2: started to panic the other Whatever. patients. We need
3: to, we need to make the, that picture available. No, we're not. Um, uh, yes, we do.
2: Um, I would say, how are you feeling, babe?
3: If how you was, want to see how the, how the picture, DM me and I'll send you the picture.
2: <laughs> Okay, how, how, how was it?
3: I think it was fine. Like it, th- I really trust this doctor. Like he seemed very chill. He was making some weird noises with his mouth because he was right by my face. So I was like, are, that, are those nervous noises? And he goes, no, I, I don't make noises. And his <laughs> assistant was like, oh, yeah, you make noises. And then it made, it made me think of me and you and our conversations yes. that we have while I'm eating dinner. Yeah. He, they gave me a Valium, which I don't know if that was enough. Um, it just,
2: I don't think a volume's not going to take the pain away. It's going to help you stop caring about the
3: pain. Right, but I still care a little bit. Um. <laughs> I I totally forgot that I <laughs> told you the story about the noises that the doctor was yes. making with his mouth.
2: So, do you remember this conversation at all?
3: <laughs> not really. I like no, of course not. I definitely don't remember telling you. I, I I do remember everything that happened. I remember seeing the eyelids and being totally you were so fascinated bad. fascinated yeah. by it.
2: And I was trying to, so again, he was awake for this procedure and just the numbing cream and Valium. And then I had to get this, Pen is six foot five and very gregarious. So like a six foot five golden retriever puppy on Valium. And I'm walking him through like a crowded waiting room, through people getting eye exams, again, through like a Warby Parker to get him into the car. And he was very chatty, and it was very, very funny.
3: Well, yeah, I, I also- It was very funny. I, I, thank God. I think if I'm not going to get general anesthesia, at least they gave me something to chill me out a little bit, which 1,000%. I'm not not normally used to. I also, it's so funny. I'm remembering this. I'm remembering even more of it now, but when I was talking to him in, about the noises he was making with his mouth, I, and, then, and then his assistant said something, I felt at home. I felt at home because if I eat soup too loud or if I make like small noises, my wife will always, or my daughter especially. like Everyone in my family is like, you make a lot of noises when you're not aware of it. Apparently, when I pose for a uh, picture (laughs) and I smile, I do a silent laugh to myself. Not silent. Well, okay. Okay. I thought it was silent. I didn't think I was saying anything. but yeah i would imagine like anytime someone's like trying to concentrate i think sometimes they just make noises and that's yeah. probably his superpower so i i don't want to discourage him i okay. want him to continue doing what he does
2: okay i want to back you up for a second <clears throat> yeah, So they go. had called me back into the office to see you mm-hmm. and you were holding up a mirror because yep. he, he had just handed it to you yeah and you were getting a look at yourself for the first time what were your thoughts because you looked pretty beat up
3: oh yeah For sure. And I got worse and worse as the week went on. But at that moment, I I had prepared myself for just bloody disaster. Like Frankenstein, right? That's what I thought I was going to see. And it it lived up to its expectations to some point, but also it looked clean. Right. I, I guess that's what makes the most sense.
2: I would say it looked as if somebody had taken a purple Sharpie and which he probably did, you know, to mark your eyelid. No, he did.
3: He drew a lot of stuff on my eye. He
2: said so before the yeah. surgery he marked his eyelids. So it looked like a purple Sharpie mm-hmm. at the crease of the eyelid. Obviously it was red and it had started to swell. There was no bruising yet, but it looked as if you had a lot of eye makeup on. And that's that's kind of how I would describe it. So later that day we get him home and the instructions were for he he recommended just like a bag of frozen peas, on for thirty minutes and then off for thirty
3: minutes. So yeah, so I I, I invented a contraption. You might hear about invented. that in this yeah you, uh, whatever. You might hear about that in a second. So why don't we just play the clip from the day after? Okay, and let's fill in the blanks. I like that. Once we hear what I said, so this is twenty four hours after the surgery. You're going to hear about some of the hacks, also some of the things my wife had been doing because God bless her man.
2: It is the day after surgery. It's been exactly 24 hours. I'm gonna describe to you what I'm seeing right now. I'm sitting in my office and across from me is my husband, except for he has two bags of frozen peas secured with an ACE bandage wrapped around his face. So blindfolded with frozen peas and he's looking great. He says his senses have come alive. Penn, how are you feeling?
3: Uh, Hey Kim, is there a microphone near my face or, okay. Uh, I feel great. That's a lie. It's, yeah, it's been like 20, about a little bit more than 24 hours and all the things, first of all, if I sound nasal, it's because the peas are uh, pressing on my nose. Mm-hmm. But the, the doctor who, we've talked since the surgery, right? Like uh, the, the surgery went great. He kept me at ease. I kind of, I don't know if I loved too much being awake during it because the smell of burning eyelids is mm. pretty real. And so I got to smell those, uh, but it went pretty quick. And, you know, it, there's just this kind of line where they cut it off that's, that's pretty dark purple right now. Um, I look like Robert Smith, the uh, lead singer of The Cure, a little bit like that. Um, and what he told me was the most important thing was going to be for the next day to just really own the whole icing of the eyes thing. Because of swelling, the bruising you can't really do anything about. You're just gonna look like you got beat up. But the swelling, you can put these things on your eyes. So I figured out that if I took like that gauze stuff that you wrap and use that to just kind of permanently attach the peas to my face, that I can um walk around, I can I have use of both of my hands, I can sit straight up and all that stuff. Um last night I had to sleep sitting up, which was a new experience. Right, Kim? Mm-hmm. And uh, it hurt my lower back a little bit, but I think after a little while, I got used to it. And I think I got probably, I don't know, seven or eight hours of sleep. So it's it's funny. Like this thing, I guess, you know, the, the surgeons spend 15 minutes and they tell you, like, you really have to rock the next 36 hours as far as like keeping your head up and icing it down. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you said, my other senses have come alive. I walked all the way downstairs. Blindfolded. And- and I'm sitting in the office and I'm uh, uh, working again, because in this business, you just keep working.
2: Well, you don't have to work, except for I need you to do like two things.
3: That's work,? Eh? I know you're describing you're describing work. Just
2: helping me find files. But I have to say, um, as a wife, it is not as swollen as I thought they'd be. Like, I Google search before and afters and, like, day-by-day day recovery. So it has definitely looked like my daughter put on, like, a lot of makeup on him. Looks like she went crazy with the eyeshadow, um, But other than that, like, it looks pretty good.
3: That was the day after. Mm-hmm. The day after was the worst that I felt. Okay. Because the volume had worn off, you know, sleeping was kind of tough. The like the, the area was getting like a little crusty, and then I felt better as that went on.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That was day two, right? Day three was the worst. I looked. Okay, <laughs> you didn't start looking bad until the third day after the surgery, and then all of a sudden you wake up, and they said it, it was all like written on a piece of paper. Swelling and bruising will get worse on the third day, and then bam. It did. I woke up, and I'm like, holy crap, I look terrible. And then the swelling went down and now It's just like weird. I just look like I've been drawn on again.
2: I will say the third day you were pretty swollen, but by day four, your swelling had gone down to the point where, like, for example, I had really salty meal last night. Mm-hmm. I look more puffy this morning than you did on day four.
3: You may look more puffy, but yeah, the, the bruises are still there.
2: Yeah, you. so I think the bruises were kind of heightened day four and five. I will say by day three... You were driving. You wanted to get out of the house. Yes. You did a workout on day three.
3: Yep. a was very light. One. A light workout yep. on
2: day three. You wanted to get out of the house. Is that the day you went to PC's basketball game? Yep. So on day three, <laughs> it was he, a,
3: for Thursday and Friday, it was th- the th- scores table. He
2: was he was the scorekeeper at our son's bas- uh, basketball game. He wore sunglasses so he didn't freak anybody out because it looked like it looks like he has he has black eyes.
3: It still looks like that.
2: No, but now I will say we're on day six, mm-hmm. so tomorrow is a week. It you have some you have some bruising underneath, which the doctor maybe the doctor can explain because you didn't get a lower anything on the lower. Maybe he was all thummy underneath I your I think eyes.
3: it was thummy again. I yeah. think <laughs> docs are just really thummy <laughs> with their surgery. And I, yeah. you know, I I was at a basketball game yesterday, and I took my I wore sunglasses to that game too. I took it off, and um, everyone was like. That's not where I would expect the bruising to be. and my answer is yes, that's correct. I mean, maybe when I was on Valium, he was just like, you know what, dude, you're getting kind of annoying. And he punched me in the face twice. (laughs) No, no, I don't think so. I'm guessing this is common. In fact, it's common for you to have bruising Mm -hmm. for two or three weeks after, depending on your age and what condition your skin is in. And I ain't no spring chicken. So that could be it too.
2: So what were some of the biggest challenges for you this week?
3: sleeping was a thing until we used some aid for me to sleep. I, I don't love being, I don't love someone owing me something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love that, that you had to do all this stuff and i mean,
2: owing. That was my pleasure. You know what
3: I mean? But I, 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 would rather that not be part of my life. I like being, I like being independent. Let's put it that way. Um, that part was a challenge and by the way you you cared for me with a lot of love and and uh, you were great you like have we talked about your nesting yet
2: well i got very last weekend your I nesting was very so very productive yeah. and i well i also just knew that i would be doing or i expected that i would be a, do a full week of the carpool driving and our kids are both in sports so right. it's like picking up and dropping and that's just a lot for and they're in two different schools because she's in high school, he's in middle school. Right. So I pre-made, like, I, I, I suck at meal planning. This
3: was so cute though. You. And, and, this was on the Sunday before the surgery. You were in the kitchen all day and you made like three meals and then you bought these cute little plastic, plastic-
2: containers. Little
3: containers with the little caps on them and you made like six or seven or eight little meals, not just for me, but for the rest of the family because you knew that you had to do basically everything for these next two days and you didn't want your family eating crap and so you cooked and like pre-made these meals. Well,
2: especially for you to have lunches that yeah. you aren't get just eating but DoorDash.
3: Yeah. To your point, it was adorable. I loved it. I just, you asked me what my challenge was. My mm-hmm. challenge is I don't ever want to feel beholden to somebody because I'm not doing my part. And that may be one of the reasons I tried to kind of jump back in a little bit earlier. So that was one of the challenges. The other one is just looking at yourself in the mirror every day, especially like mm. on day day one, you're like, okay, this isn't going to be too bad. Day two, you're like, okay, this isn't getting any better. Day three, oh my God, it's gotten 20 times worse. Day four, okay, I look like I'm in a Kiss concert because my eyes are completely black. So just the seeing it get worse before it gets better, I can't imagine that feels good for anybody. You probably ask yourself the question, did they do something wrong, unless you're the Smart people who did it for me and wrote out in capital letters, "This is going to happen." Even when you see that, it sucks. Can I tell you though? What? Okay, I, I, I am not trying
2: to take away your experience here of like looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, "This is not me." Like you don't identify with yourself, and it's an out of body, weird, weird thing. That is seeing your pregnant self. Sure. Oh yeah. Most dramatically, post pregnancy. Because when you're pregnant, it's almost adorable. Because it's like your belly is like cute and perky. After the baby, because there's no baby there, it I looks gotcha. like a deflated.
3: Like you think it's supposed to get better, and it doesn't look. Yeah, that. and okay, it does. You're gotcha. like yep. you're like
2: where because there's no baby anymore to have a perky belly. It's saggy and anyway.
3: Oh my! If you know, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's so. Well, but
2: but but thank I'm, you for sharing that. Though. Well, yeah. So that's kind of what that's like. Also, like. I have to thank you for being open and sharing that yeah this was in fact for reasons that you wanted to look better.
3: It it wasn't the only reason. Yeah. But it was a reason. Yeah. It was definitely I mean I had a doctor tell me that I had this and then I started thinking about it and then I started looking at it and I and I it was something that when I was done with it, I was hoping that I looked a little bit different. Yeah. Yep. It was even though I'm doing it again, even though it was a medical condition, Yeah. (laughs) but yeah. All right. So we're on the other side of this and it's been almost a week since the surgery. And if anyone gets this, first of all, I, I hope that all of this made sense. I hope that we're explaining it correctly in whatever area you consume this. If there's a comment section and you want to talk about yours, particularly if you're a, a dude. a dude. I think that's like a good place to do it. You wanted to, you wanted us both to think about this, about, is it harder to care for someone or to be cared for? Right? Yes. And I
2: think I know your answer. You do not like to be cared for.
3: I don't, but in this case, you were so wonderful and I absolutely loved it. Hey. I, but, but you're, but you're right. Cause just, just being beholden it's just, it's hard.
2: I, I hate that you feel like it's beholden because it's like what somebody does when they love you.
3: Yeah, but okay, let me give you an example. There's Here it is: because I love you. Here, because I love you. Here, but then that ends, and there's like a point where like you stop being cared for, and you're back to like you need to get off your butt and do this. Mm-hmm. And that everyone has to have, like that's a natural transition, which I don't know if we've nailed that yet. So
2: here's my issue: <laughs> is that. I, and we had a little bit of a fight this week, yeah, I meal prepped, I I did carpal stuff with zero, like happy to do it. There was zero part of me that, but then, so like Wednesday you did a light workout, I think Thursday you played tennis, and then Friday- I did not play
3: tennis on Thursday.
2: You played tennis at some point. Nope. You did, or maybe you did another workout on Thursday, and then- Friday, you went for, I had, we had a very busy day, but you checked out for a little bit to go play some tennis. And that's where I was like, wait a second, I'm sitting here doing all this work, but you're obviously okay. And when I brought something up, they were like, this was supposed to be my day off. And I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I guess we're done with caretaking now. And if we're done with caretaking, let's freaking wrap it up. So that's where it got
3: hard? Well, it got hard because I didn't say this was supposed to be our day off. I had done some work. I thought you were done. I thought that we were both done when this, when this happened, right? I thought we were finished. And when I heard that we weren't, it was definitely a different tone that I got. You told me that you resented me. You told me that I had spent all week daydreaming, which I resented because I was actually working this week. Um, so yeah, that turned into a fight.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but by daydreaming, I mean he he has a project that we're actually very excited about. But he had he had time to work on that as opposed to the right. other stuff.
3: And isn't it amazing if you had said that that would have I would have heard that differently. But, but that's, that's how I, I was. Said.
2: I was that's how when we were driving to the procedure, I'm like, don't work this week, don't do anything. And you said you wanted to work on this musical project, and I said, do it, daydream about it. Like so, I was saying it as a, like, do whatever you want, but do, no, there's no pressure to do it and that's what i meant by daydreaming like you got time you had the luxury of like if this works great mm-hmm. if it doesn't that's what i meant by
3: it. well i think w- we were in a heightened sense of uh of irritation partially because i gave you the wrong amount of time that i was going to be gone so mm-hmm. i'll take the heat on that but also in in from the words out of your mouth it's not what you say it's how you said it when you said it you definitely said it like daydreaming mm-hmm. um anyway we got on the other side of that and and but no to your point like i'm glad we're talking about this because that is one of the reasons I don't like it because it because when I'm feeling better, the, the the light switch turns back off and it sometimes like we don't know when that happens and when it does there can be resentment, right?
2: Well, again, I didn't resent the care. It was the I was still, you know, because we we do I think better than most because of the way our job is set up. We are very fifty fifty when it comes mm-hmm. to and. Um, it almost has to, like, it almost has to be just because of our kids are in two different schools and two, people do this all the time, anyway. But because we both work full time, we both have to do it. So when I was still then doing it, and I was like, "That's that's when it got a little
3: funky." Yeah, I so, mean, for, from my perspective, uh, I probably here's what I needed to tell you. Mm-hmm. That, this, let's go back in time <laughs> on Friday. Because what sucks, I know I said the hardest thing and I'm going to change my answer. What sucks isn't being cared for and knowing when it's over. What sucks isn't looking at yourself in the mirror. For me, what sucks the most is not being able to get out of the house and do something physical, like do some activities. Yeah, I get that. It is for me, man, if I ever, God help you, if I ever have an injury where I can't get exercise for more than a week.
2: I know. It, yeah, totally. It's
3: Because I am... Well, I think
2: humans are, I mean, even my for mom, sure. yeah. Who had ankle surgery like, that she fell into like a depression cause she couldn't move around. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like I'm sitting here right now. I'm glad we did this podcast, but I'm sitting here thinking, what can I do today to get moving? Yeah, um, and I know you are too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let, let, so yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it is harder for me to be cared for. Mm-hmm. What about you? Same. You're so yeah. good at caring for people.
2: I don't love asking for help. So yeah. I, I do have trouble being cared for, but I also don't, my hand surgery, I think was the most painful thing I'd ever had to recover from. And I had trouble asking for help there, but also it was incredibly painful. So you don't want that, Yeah. but I would prefer my family. I don't know. That's a really, it's a really good question, but
3: do you think it would help us? If like when we're doing this, we actually have like either on the calendar or like a fun little timer, like the end of your period of like the great, the end of the grace period. Well, no, because
2: I, I have to say I couldn't drive after the hand surgery for several days. And then when I could drive.
3: Okay, I'll be honest. This was more for me. Okay. Because you're great about it. You just like you, you don't like asking for help from day one. Yeah, this is like more for me because I don't ever want to seem like a burden to you or like I'm taking advantage of something.
2: No, but also like you don't know when you're recovering from something. No, yeah. you don't need to do that. I
3: did wake up this morning with a bunch of blood on my face. That was fun. Oh, gross. Anyway.
2: Yeah. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this blog that went a little off the rails at the end. And I apologize for that. You know what? I thought was adorable. We did a podcast a couple of weeks ago that I actually really it was a kind of our holiday, you know, secret contract talk and i said at the end nobody's gonna listen this far and then everybody sent me screenshots i loved that and yeah. i love you and i hope i got to reply to all of them so anyway thanks for listening
3: yeah i also i'm hoping to hear everyone's feedback on this i mean yeah. I, and i want all of it like i want hey thanks for talking about this it could also be pen what are you doing you look great why did you do this and like i i don't care
2: or pen you
3: I don't care. I want to hear all of it. I want to hear all of it. I know not everybody believes in this type of, of thing. I'm just going to tell you right now, I can see better at night. So hallelujah for that. And also, I don't care about it. I think I, my eyes look better now. So suck it.
2: Okay. Bye, guys. But
3: please comment. But also. second. it. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.